everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. Now, this intro is called Rise of the King. And since men, we look at you as kings, I thought this would be so appropriate for my fantastic Fellas Friday. So, fellas, Rise of the King is dedicated to you, and I hope you guys enjoy this fantastic Fellow Friday episode. Well, everyone, it is Friday. I'm a little um, not as excited as normal because today we are going to talk about and celebrate a fantastic fellow. And before I go any further, I do want to apologize to my listeners for Wednesday's um, Wonderful Women Wednesday. I actually had a full episode talking about just women in general and As always, things can come up, and out of 123 episodes, this has only happened twice that I actually skipped an episode. So I apologize for Wonderful Women Wednesday. I'll get back on track. Today, we are going to talk about General Colin Powell. And the reason why I called him General Powell, I was listening to so many different interviews with him and you know a lot of people call him secretary of state some people call him general and someone asked him what he wanted to be called and he said general so that's what i'm gonna call him and you know the world not just america is mourning the loss of uh general colin powell so let's just talk about from the beginning who he is He was an American statesman, diplomat, and four-star general who served as the 65th United States Secretary of State from 2001 to 2005. He was the first African-American Secretary of State. He served as the 16th United States National Security Advisor from 1987 to 1989 and as the 12th Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff from 1989 to 1993. He was raised in New York City, and I mean, excuse me, he was born in New York City and raised in South Bronx. And his parents immigrated to the United States from Jamaica. He always actually talks about that when a lot of people ask him about the immigration laws. He attended New York City public schools. These are all things that a lot of you, I mean, he has such a major resume. I'm not going to read his whole resume. I'm sure a lot of you have already heard his resume over and over again. But one of the things that I always like to do is um, just talk about a few things, a few things that isn't just mainstream. As we know, he was being treated for blood cancer that affects the immune system, and he died from complications of COVID-19 on October 18th, 2021. And the reason why I wanted to read that he was being treated for blood cancer is because I was very surprised. I was talking to a few people who were anti-vaccinated, 
and pro anti. I mean, they just don't believe in COVID and the vaccine. And when I sent them the link, as soon as I found out that he had passed, the first thing they said was, oh, he got vaccinated and he died anyway. And they didn't want to hear what I was about to say, which was he also had other things going wrong. And we're going to talk about that because I am hearing so many people say, oh, Colin Powell was fully vaccinated. He died from there's so many other things that was going on with him. And as I just read, he was treated for blood cancer, which is serious. That affects the immune system. And they say sometimes when the immune system is weak, it's easier to get sick. So before y'all start saying because he died and was fully vaccinated, please just go and find out all the other things that um, that was wrong with him. There were several things, actually. So can you do that first? And then if you want to make comments about him being vaccinated, that wasn't the only thing. And it wasn't just his age or anything. He had, he had several things um, that were wrong with him. And we're going to actually talk about it. But what I want to do, instead of just telling you things that you already know, I want to talk about just some of the people. And I like to go to local news channels to just see what's going on. And I went to, um, it was, what was it? Let me see what this was. CBS New York Channel 2. I don't know much about the New York Channel sta uh, stations, but it's New York CBS New York. And they did an article and a um, interview, which I'm going to let you guys listen to. I want to talk about positive things about Colin Powell. And it's called Reaction it's Reaction Pours into the Death of General Colin Powell. And um, they had two people who really knew him well. And I wanted to let you guys listen to... Um, their interview on this news station. But before I do that, I just want to read some positive things. And as a matter of fact, in this on this uh, website, there's a picture of him on Monday that they showed um, with him sitting with President Barack, Barack Obama. And that's going to actually be, I put pictures on all my episodes. And sometimes when I've gone on um, Google and um, Apple, sometimes you just see me, some, I, I think everybody but my main podcast, Podbean, doesn't show my pictures. I put pictures on my main uh, hosting company, uh, Podbean, because I want people to see the picture first and then see if they're interested in the article, which usually that's how it works, especially when I go to Twitter. We are on Twitter and Instagram now, both at Advocacy Ladies, just with Twitter is capital A for advocacy, capital L for ladies. And both of those pages, I put those. So if you want to look on Instagram or Twitter, you can see the picture. I'm going to post this picture with him and former President Barack Obama. But what I wanted to do this time is celebrate him. And I'm also going to tell you guys about um, a cancer that he uh, he had, and it's pronounced Melialona, melialoma. Anybody in the medical field, if I mispronounced it, forgive me. And they talk about what it is and some of the symptoms. And I'm going to read that. This was also from a local news channel. Um, I'm trying to see what city this is. It's Kara 7 News. I'm not sure. I can't remember what city I got this from. But anybody that has Kara 7 News. 
they know what city this is. I was moving really fast and I wanted to make sure I got just knowledge out because as I have done in several episodes more recently, we've talked about cancer, not just breast cancer by October being ironically Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but about cancer in other um, areas. And if you go through my 122 previous episodes, you will see two different episodes talking about cancer. So we want to talk about that as well. But what I want to do is celebrate him instead of mourn him. And I want to read statements from people. And the first one I want to read is from President Joe Biden. Um, And this is what he says. Jill and I are deeply saddened by the passing of our dear friend and a patriot of unmatched honor and dignity, General Colin Powell. The son of immigrants born in New York City, raised in Harlem and the South Bronx, a graduate of the City College of New York, he rose to the highest ranks of the United States military and to advise four presidents. He believed in the promise of America because he lived it, and he devoted much of his life to making that promise a reality for so many others. As a senator, I worked closely with him when he served as National Security Advisor, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and as Secretary of State. Over our many years working together, even in disagreement, Colin was always someone who gave you his best and treated you with respect. Colin embodied the highest ideas of both warrior and diplomat. He was committed to our nation's strength and security above all. Having fought in wars, he understood better than anyone that military might alone was military might alone was not enough. Hmm, okay, to maintain our peace and prosperity. From his front seat view of history, advising presidents and shaping our nation's policies, Colin led with his personal commitment to the democracy values that make our country strong. Time and time again, he put country before party, before all else, in uniform and out, and earned him the universal respect of the American people. Having repeatedly broken racial barriers, blazing a trail for others to follow in federal government services, Colin was committed throughout his career. I'm sorry, I meant to turn my phone off. Colin was, um, I apologize, Colin was committed. Okay, hold on, let me go back. Colin was committed throughout his life to investing in the next generation of leadership, whether through his care for women and men serving under his command and the diplomats he led or through the work he shared with wife Alma at the America's Promise Alliance to lift up young people or through his years leading the Eisenhower Fellowships. Colin's leadership always included a focus on future. Now, I'm going to stop right there because that's what I'm about, trying to be positive influence for the future and be someone that can always leave an impact on someone's life. And I'm glad to read this about him because I didn't know any of this about him, to be honest with you. And then he finalizes the, the statement and say, above all, Colin was my friend, easy to share a laugh with, a trusted confidant in good and hard times. He could drive his Corvette Stingray like nobody's business. <laughs> Go ahead, Colin. Something I learned firsthand on the racetrack when I was vice president. And I am forever grateful for his support of my candidacy for president and for our shared battle for the soul of the nation. I will miss being able to call on his wisdom in the future. Joe and I are sending all our love and strength to Alma, their children, Linda, Anne-Marie, 
and Michael, their grandchildren, and the entire Powell family, our nation mourns with you. He will be remembered as one of our great Americans. And that is definitely, definitely true. Now, in a lengthy message, President Barack, I've got to say it, former president, Barack Obama remembered Powell as an exemplary patriot. And he's quoted as saying he understood what was best in this country and tried to bring his own life, career, and public statements in line with that idea. It's why for all the battles he fought and problems he solved, Michelle and I will always look to General Powell as an example of what America and Americans can and should be if we wish to remain the last best hope of earth. Now, I am really, really glad that President Obama put a statement out. And on this news channel, they had um, a couple of governors give their statement. So um, I don't know if they're Republican or not. Uh, some of them, I know who they are. Um, but I'm just going to read a few statements. And being, I'm thinking um, the first one would be the Governor Kathy Hochul of New York. He was a trailblazer. Mm, excuse me. Let me read Kathy's statement. Uh, deeply saddened by the passing of former Secretary of State Colin Powell, he was a trailblazer who embodied public service and was driven by honoring America, excuse me, American values, not political party. Bill and I send our condolences to his family and during his family during this difficult time. Wow. Um, she ordered the flags to fly at half staff at all state buildings in honor of him until October 22nd, which is tomorrow. Secretary of State Colin Powell was a dedicated statesman, soldier, and public servant who served our nation with integrity and, 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 and purpose. This is from um, Governor Phil Murphy. I'm sorry, I should have said that first. And he says, Tammy and I or praying for his loved ones. And that's what he wrote on Twitter. I'm not going to read a whole bunch. I just wanted to kind of give you a variety of things, but I'm going to read one that probably will piss a lot of y'all off because it pissed me off, but I'm going to read it. Um, Governor Ned L Lamont, I don't know what state he's from, but he said that he was a great American who always put his country first and he will be missed. Annie and I extended our condolences and sympathies to his family. And then, of course, former President George W. Bush, who <laughs> who knows him well, uh, said, Laura and I are deeply saddened by the death of Colin Powell. He was a great public servant, starting with his time as a soldier during Vietnam, President George W. Bush. Now, this channel that I was watching had people who actually knew him. So what I want to do is talk about people who knew him outside of the public life. So I want to play the video. It's the audio of the news video of the interview that they did. So check out this. And like I said, these are people, <clears throat> excuse me. These are people who, um, who knew him personally, not just through uh, television or, whatever else uh, people like you and I know him from. So what I want to do is um, let you guys listen to this recording. 
that I just, you know me, I'm always flipping around on TV and I just happened to um, hear this interview that they did. So check out the interview from people who actually knew him. 1958. Two retired generals living here in Columbus crossed paths with Powell several times throughout his decades of service. WRBL News 3's Chuck Williams spoke to them about their memories of Powell. He joins us now. Teresa, Phil, Jerry White, and Sam Wetzel remember the first time they met Powell, 1969, Vietnam. All three were with the famed Americal Division. Probably across the board, the most stable, bright leader I ever served with. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. Retired Major General Jerry White served twice directly under Colin Powell's command. The first time in 1969 in Vietnam when Powell was a major. Then again in the late 1980s when Powell had four stars, was forces commander, and had universal respect. Uh, but he never changed a lot. Being a second lieutenant out of New York, to being the Secretary of State and the Chairman, he, he was always the same. He treated everybody the same, and he had a, he had a way about him that that if Colin Powell said it, you believed it. You didn't question it really. You just believed it because that's the way it was. Retired Lieutenant General Sam Wetzel remembers his first encounter with Powell. It was in 1969, and Powell was briefing commanders on a daily basis in Vietnam. I was a lieutenant colonel, and uh, I was in charge of the pacification program for the American Division after I had the command of an infantry battalion in the mountains. And uh, Powell uh, impressed me as an articulate, uh, knowledgeable, and knew what he was talking about. Later, Wetzel would command the Army 5th Corps in Germany. When Wetzel retired, Powell took over his command. Powell came to Columbus in 2009 to cut the ribbon, opening the National Infantry Museum. White played a major role in getting his friend Powell to come to Columbus. While Powell loved Fort Benning, White says he was not overly fond of Columbus because of his experiences here during segregation in the 50s and 60s. It doesn't uh, he couldn't even go to a restaurant. You know, he could soldier with you all day long before bed. But the whites and the blacks split at night. Uh, and it, it, uh, he's not the only one I know. Several others in that same category. But it always did bother him a lot that he was in that category. That he could soldier, but he couldn't go to a restaurant and eat, you know, in some places. Phil, Teresa, as with so many of the great military leaders of our time, there's almost always that Fort Benning connection. We've seen that year after year, and i got to say, Chuck, this one was particularly hard for me. Greatest respect for him, and my only regret is I never got an opportunity to meet him. He was so articulate, as General Wetzel said, and that became very clear shortly into his speech that he gave back in June of 2009 at the National Infantry Museum. Uh, he even started out with a, a, a reference to how hot it was, and it wouldn't be a certified Fort Benning event if it weren't 95 degrees, and it was sweltering that day. Yeah, you and I both had the privilege of meeting him during that event. I've got a picture. I can't find it. I'm looking everywhere for it right now. But General Colin Powell was 84 years old. 
Now, I forget, I apologize, that interview was actually done on a news channel, WRBL, and I'm guessing that's out of Columbus, according to what they said. So I apologize <clears throat> about saying, I think I said it was probably a New York station, but some of my um, information I was reading was from a CBS station based out of New York. And um, there was an interview, well, when he died, the day he died, actually, on CNN, John Stewart was talking to Wolf Blitzer and a couple other people. And they actually talked about Colin, General Colin Powell's um, illnesses and wanted to make it clear that it wasn't strictly from COVID, but from other things. And one of the things the gentleman mentions is mel mel melanoma cancer, which uh, General Powell had. So I went and tried to find out what it was. And I found an article on it. And I just want to read a little bit about it. And I will put the source of this article. Um, it was an article done on the day that he died. And it says, as the nation mourns the death of General Colin Powell from complications of COVID-19, multiple media outlets have reported that Powell had been diagnosed with multiple melanoma, wait a minute, M-Y-E-L-O-M-A, melanoma, I don't know. In the medical field, I messed it up. But would you please, please, please help me out? But y'all can Google what I'm saying. But according to CNN, as sources told them that Powell had cancer that attacked uh, plasma cells. And one of the guys on CNN, which you're going to hear the uh, uh, John Stewart talking to, he's going to kind of break it down more than this. Uh, NBC News reported it was not confirmed. The multiple stuff was the complications family members wrote about. The multiple, what I can't pronounce, melanoma was the complication family members wrote about. Uh, his aide, Peggy Safrino, said he was successfully treated. Well, she said he was successfully treated, but people are saying the complications. When you listen to the guy from CNN, he kind of breaks it down better. Um, a study released in July said that only 45% of those with this disease and who receive either the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines show an adequate response. Now, listen to the words, adequate. The American Cancer Society explains that normal plasma cells are in the bone marrow or marrow and are part of the immune system that helps fight infections and other diseases. Now, for this... Um, this disease, the plasma cells start growing out of control and make abnormal proteins, and the cells also take over normal blood-forming cells. And it says, keep in mind, the American Cancer Society said there are other disorders that involve plasma cell or ab abnormalities but are not considered the same as the multiple melanoma. And, you know... They talk about it and they get real deep into it. I'm not going to read all that, but I just want to kind of talk about some of the um, symptoms or things that happen. And it says um, it can also damage bones by creating a substance that creates down, that breaks down the bone without new bone being created to replace it, which can also lead to an increase in calcium levels. Now, according to the Mayo Clinic, here are some symptoms 
bone pain, especially in the spine or chest, nausea, constipation, loss of appetite, mental fogginess or confusion, fatigue, frequent infections, weight loss, weaknesses or numbness in the legs, and excessive thirst. And sometimes the condition is treated by close monitoring if the patient isn't showing any other recognized symptoms. Treatments are available for those who need it. And so some of the treatments, according to the Mayo Clinic, or targeted therapy, uh, chemotherapy, corticosteroid treatment, bone marrow transplant, radiation therapy. So according to this article, and as I always say, do your research. Um, There were a lot of different reasons, unfortunately, General Powell could have passed with complications of COVID and not just because um, he unfortunately got the shot, but the shot didn't um, work because I I saw I've been hearing. And I just want to mention something that's really disturbing to me. This is just to me. When I was doing research, I really was shocked. I went on um, Reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T came up. And I was very disappointed and surprised of how many people were literally, and I do mean literally, disrespecting him and dogging him. Um, I just didn't even understand that. I didn't. So I just want to do positive things about him, and I do not want to dog any judgments he made in his role. I really and truly want to celebrate this amazing man. So um, now I want you guys to listen to the interview that I keep talking about that was on CNN. And then, unfortunately, and I hate to say this, I was kind of livid that former President Trump, who still puts his stuff out as the 45th president. Yeah, he was, but he says it like his present term. But we know Trump followers and supporters, y'all think it is. So I'm not going to dog him because, as I always say, when it comes to politics, I'm an independent voter, registered as a Democrat, but I do vote Republican, so I'm not anti-Republican. I'm anti-division, and as we know, the king of division and has been for the last five years is Donald Trump, who is not President Trump anymore. He is former President Trump, but he was pretty cold, and he put out a statement, and I had to share it all over Instagram and Twitter, hashtag shameful. Because in spite of his disdain for Donald Trump, Colin Powell should still be respected. And I don't feel he did that. So after you hear the CNN interview, I'm going to read what he said and close out the show. Yeah, it's a sad day for me. Okay, that was Michael Bowles, the chair of GW, uh, Secretary Paul General. Paul was a pretty frequent visitor to George Washington University. Stephen Joel Trachtenberg was the president that used to invite him quite a bit. And, I got to know him somewhat, and so this is a this is tough for a, n- a number of us. Um, you know, with multiple myeloma, it's it's a blood cancer. It's a cancer of a type of white blood cell called the plasma cell that's involved in producing antibodies. So people don't produce antibodies like they need to in order to fight infection. And of course, that's a major means that we need to fight COVID infection. So people with multiple myeloma number one are 
susceptible to infections in general, both viral and bacterial infections. In fact, infectious diseases are the leading cause of death in, in multiple myeloma, as in Secretary Powell. And not only do they not respond well to infectious pathogens, they do not respond well to vaccinations overall. It's variable, and it depends how active their diseases are. It depends on what kind of chemotherapy they're getting, what type of monoclonal antibody therapy they're getting. We know at least one study now on COVID-19 vaccination responses, and they're not good. So um, more than half of uh, patients with multiple myeloma do not respond well to uh, either of the two mRNA vaccines, the Pfizer-BioNTech or the Moderna vaccine. So that could explain quite a bit. So it's not, so the fact that he's older, uh, 84 years old, and often if you're older, you don't respond as well. The fact that he had multiple myeloma, I don't know what the status of his illness is, but we know that more than half do not respond, respond well to the vaccination. Now that's, was looking at two doses. What I don't know is when the uh, 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 information came out from the Food and Drug Administration about recommending a third immunization in patients like General Paul, whether he went ahead and got that third immunization. So there's a lot more we'll need to know. But it's it's not too surprising, and in, and in no way should this be seen as a as any kind of uh, condemnation of the vaccinations. The vaccines are working really well. It's just that multiple myeloma patients, especially older multiple myeloma patients, simply do not do well either with COVID nineteen or with COVID nineteen vaccinations. Dr. Hotes, thank you. Grateful for the important insights there, and it's also very important for anybody listening that if you haven't been vaccinated, get vaccinated to protect not only yourself to protect other people as well. Here's another painful, a powerful lesson of that. My CNN colleagues who covered General Powell and knew General Powell are back with me at the table. I say General Powell. I asked him. I asked him once after he was Secretary of State, uh, which do you prefer? And he said General. Uh, that doesn't mean he didn't diminish his work as Secretary of State, but he just liked General because he was a general all that time. Uh, we were talking earlier. You were, you were talking about the personal part. Uh, just tell us a little bit more about that, uh, about being friends with your dad. Uh, in the sense that, you know, America saw him, Americans old enough, remember him, you know, when I first came to Washington, he was serving in the Reagan White House, sure. and he's a friend of the Bush family. Uh, interesting in that a person who was a staffer became a very close friend of George H.W. Bush, and then George W. Bush, but for him to rise up and yet become a friend of a president, from a junior officer to a friend of a president, told you about the power of the person. Well, one of the things that, that General Powell never forgot was that he knew that he was breaking ground, that he was an African-American that was making history, and he did it in a very kind of understated way. He didn't uh, jump up and down, make a lot of noise about it. And uh, one of the things about being in Washington, D.C. and uh, black professional circles is that it's a small circle. It's very intimate. And so there are many different occasions, whether people are rubbing each other, ribbing each other about which fraternity or sorority you're in or what what school he went to, I mean, his, his, his connection to the community was always very strong, and he never lost sight of that. Uh, one of the things um, that I, I had an opportunity to do, which was about three years ago to the day, is interview uh, Powell with Secretary uh, Albright together, about 90-minute interview at, at Creighton University. And uh, one of the things that he really emphasized was, at the time, the context of it was that you had uh, the Jewish uh, synagogue, 11 worshipers who had been massacred, you had uh, these pipe bombs that were being sent to uh, Trump's enemies, and uh, and and then also, um, you know, this this criticism of an infestation, the words that were used uh, by Trump of a caravan coming into the country of immigrants. He never forgot where he came from, and he was so proud that he was uh, an immigrant of Jamaican parents, and and said it was amazing that 
they could have two children, a teacher and a soldier, and only in America could he do that. And, and the, the decency, the upbringing and the decency is what shaped his transformation in politics, to go from a Reagan Bush Republican uh, to somebody who said he voted for Barack Obama, endorsed Joe Biden, had open disdain for Donald Trump because of the way, the, the caustic way Trump did his business. Sure. Can I just also say, he was always humble. He liked to say he was from the Bronx. He liked to say he went to CUNY. And if you had a Volvo, he liked to fix it. Yes. <laughs> and this was, he never got too big to crawl under a Volvo and fix it for you. And he was always so available uh, all the years. 30 years now, uh, that I, I've been reporting, uh, going back to the first Gulf War and all these, it, whatever I would call him, whatever I wanted to talk to him, let's go out to dinner, uh, give me some background of what's going on. He was, But it wasn't just me, it was everyone, and especially U.S. military personnel. He felt such a kinship with those men and women who volunteer, this is no longer a draft, who volunteer to serve in the U.S. Army, the U.S. Air Force, Navy, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, and, and he was always there. He wanted to inspire them, and he did. Hey, loyal. When when Barbara Bush passed away, General Powell was right here. Came in because he wanted to be here to pay tribute to his friend, uh, to his friends and the Bush family. But thank you all. Uh, I can't thank you enough. It's a sad day, but it's an important day. Well, that was the interview I was talking about on CNN with John Stewart and Wolf Blitzer and a few other people on the panel. But before we close off the show, and I didn't even want to read it, but I have to because this is shameful. Here is what is called um, statement. It's, this is how it is put on Twitter. No, this is Instagram. I'm sorry. Statement by Donald J. Trump, comma, 45th president of the United States of America. And he says it like it's present tense. Yes, he was that, but he isn't now. Now listen to this shameful statement he puts on Instagram. Wonderful to see Colin Powell, who made big mistakes on Iraq, and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Wow. I'm not fake news media. I'm just putting that out there. But anyway, he goes on to say, hope that happens to me someday. See, he can't even let Colin Powell rest in peace. He makes everything about him. I just got to say that. Why would he even put that in the statement? But as he's throwing what we call shade negativity out there, he had to put himself in it. He says, I hope that happens to me someday. He was a classic rhino, but it's not spelled like the animal. So I don't know if it's an acronym for something and I don't know about it. Because it's spelled R-I-N-O. There's no H in there. And then he goes on to say, if even that. So he's trying to dog him. But we know that Colin Powell was a great man, warrior, soldier, family member. And we're not going to let Donald J. Trump's negativity take from this celebration episode. But I felt it was very important, even for the Trump supporters, to hear how ignorant, non-sympathetic, and just racist. I'm going to put it out there. Donald J. Trump is. Anyway, I'm going to go back to finish his nasty statement. He says, um, like I said, he said he was a classic rhino, if even that. Always being the first to attack other Republicans. I don't know too many Republicans he attacked other than Donald Trump. As you have heard, he had a disdain for Donald Trump, which other Republicans did as well. 
And I don't know any other Republicans he attacked. I, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's some y'all going to come up with, but I don't even care. But anyway, he makes everything about him in politics. And we're talking about a man who has passed and people are grieving. And then he finishes. <laughs> this is the weirdest part. He finishes his statement with this last sentence. He made plenty of mistakes, but anyway, and yes, it does say, but anyway, may he rest in peace, exclamation point. I don't know about y'all, but for a former president to say that to me, hashtag shameful, hashtag Donald Trump, you need to stop, hashtag this is racist division, hashtag no, no, no. Your followers and your cult will be the ones that will do all this for you. But people like me and people who want to live a decent life. <laughs> Bye, Donald Trump. That's all I got to say. Because I don't want to say too much. I don't want y'all coming after me. But I wanted to read that and in this episode because it deserved to be at the end. With that shameful statement from Donald Trump who made Colin Powell sound like the enemy of the state. And... I personally think he just hashtag hating on what General Colin Powell has accomplished as a black immigrant. Hashtag peace. And you can follow us on many of the podcast apps. We are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa TuneIn, and of course, my hosting podcast company, Podbean. If you have any questions or subjects you want us to look into, give us a call. We're at 404-855-7723. Or you can send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And you know my favorite question is, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.